what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank alongside Tyler as always. Tyler, how are you doing? Oh, fine and dandy. Mm, fine and dandy indeed. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get this over with real quick. Uh, I'm just I'm going to limit us to 2 minutes of fantasy football talk. You okay. got your ass saved by the Dallas defense. Oh, absolutely! On the last one, of, like the last plays of the game. <laughs> yes, I, I went to. I, I was looking like I was gonna win, just squeak it by, and then I was down by two points, and I'm, I went to bed all sad. I'm like, it's over. And then I woke up and I won by seven. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah. I did all right. I mean, I didn't score a lot of points, but thankfully my opponent dropped a shit week so yeah this was the week where four of my week in week out starters were on a bye week so it was was the one I was worried about so I got through it if I win this week I feel pretty good about making the playoffs yeah I have a bye this week but I feel with my schedule I could uh, I can make it I can I can yeah I feel like I can win a lot of the games that are left against who I'm playing but the only other thing I'll say is your opponent really hasn't been trying at all the past several weeks not really setting their full lineup and everything oh they were trying they just they just made a mistake they they picked up the Buffalo defense like the day Uh, like uh, on Saturday waivers and just didn't slot them in I guess they forgot when they played or something like that uh, but yeah. they were they were trying to add some more points to that team because the defense they had wasn't going to do so hot. So right. yeah they they were they were trying they they made some moves that week in in waivers. Okay, yeah. I I also just I don't know. I think it's going to be weird because I'm going to have an extra buy. So, so how how's this going to work? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, Oh no! <laughs> Just let the system do its thing and hope for the yeah. best. Hopefully, we can get yeah. an even number of players next year. Yeah, that's. I feel like we either gotta get another player or just make an executive decision of someone yeah drops out that doesn't want to do it anymore mm-hmm. just because it's it's weird i don't know yeah ah but looking like I, it's it's a very even match this week for me yeah yeah that's that's going to be an interesting one yeah all right, that's enough fantasy football. That's we actually went a little bit more than two minutes there, but that's enough of that. Darn. Ah. That's stranding. We're, you might notice that we don't talk much about Death Stranding on this podcast. That is because we have heard the sentiment and gathered reactions from other creators and on the internet and have decided that that game is not worth fucking $60 for us to just talk about. <laughs> Right. And, you know, of course, we didn't get the game ahead of time either. But, um, yeah, we're not going to be talking about that stranding. And and I have a few few thoughts on that. Like, yes, I haven't played the game, but um, one, I don't have the time to play a video game that takes 15 hours to get good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's well, okay. I know what you mean, but also I played fucking like 200 some hours of Final Fantasy. <laughs> and the first the first like 60 hours of it weren't the greatest. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a little different, though, being in, in MMO. But because um, a lot of MMOs kind of start off not the most exciting and it takes a little while if you're willing to invest in it. But I don't know. I just and I, I guess my thing is, is, is that it sounds like that Stranding takes a little while to get going in those opening hours are just really, really a slog. Um, but also the gameplay just doesn't seem like something that that I would find entertaining to me. Um, it's a game I, I am interested in. I just don't feel like paying $60 for it right now. So, you know, everybody's talking about that stranding for the last week. I feel like that game has been out for a year already. Dude, and I just don't, f- I, I feel like <laughs> I've heard enough about that game and I yeah. don't, I just, and I'm sure y'all listen to other podcasts too. They've all been talking about death stranding, this death stranding that, and like, if you're any, if you have any inclination, like we do, we've probably heard enough about death stranding. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe our podcast this week is a little refreshing. Yes. Who knows, because we won't be really talking about our experience with Death Stranding. But, uh, you know, hey, there's a lot out there on Death Stranding. Definitely, I recommend reading multiple reviews, listening to multiple podcasts about it um, to really, you know, see what it's all about. And if you look, if you're interested and want to pick it up, fucking go for it, because it seems wacky. Um, but also really kind of frustrating. Not, not to talk about like other podcasters here and stuff like that, but I cannot fucking believe Dan Reichert doesn't like a Kojima game. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, hot trash. Yeah. Dan All right, Reichert. that's enough on that. <laughs> we did play other video games, however. Actually, yeah. I guess before we get to that, congratulations to Lewis Hamilton for his sixth F1 championship. Yeah. Yep. He wrapped that up down in Coda. I think we've got another week. There's a break, and I think... I forget what the next race is. It is, is it Interlagos in Brazil? I think so, yeah. I think the season ends December 3rd, right? Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. Something like that. Um but yeah, Lewis Hamilton. Do you think he will uh, pass Michael Schumacher in his career? I mean, if he stays with Mercedes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is what is third in a row, too, right? Yeah, Mercedes has just been dominant in the hybrid era. It's just not. It hasn't really been that close. Yeah, yeah. I really wonder if F one's going to change in some way oh. to make it more competitive. Have you seen the new regs that are going in twenty twenty one? No, I haven't. Uh, they're reintroducing ground effect cars, uh, which means that they're going to have grooves in the in the bottom to help get uh, downforce that way, rather than through uh, the wings. So okay. they're so the um, disruption of the air makes it it it's less disruption in the air, and it lets cars follow closer behind without overheating their brakes, without like getting losing too much downforce. Okay, should be cool. Yeah. And they've they're introducing a cost cap, mm-hmm. so that 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 should help make it more competitive. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I like watching F one a lot. It it's exciting, but you know, I do feel like there's a pool of like six drivers that are always at the top, and that's like it. You mm-hmm. know, um, and the other ones are just like there, 
And I, yeah, I and just the, think there, the more they could even that out, the better. Yeah, there are a ton of great drivers that I feel would do awesome in better cars, but like right. just the the gap between where development is is just unfair in some ways. Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, all right. Are we ready to talk about video games? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have you been playing, buddy? I got to play a few things. Um, last Friday, I played a ton of Destiny 2 Shadow Keep, but not really Shadow Keep stuff. Um, just doing a whole lot of a little bit of everything did a lot of uh, gambit which was just a lot of fun to get back to because i feel like i haven't played gambit in a really long time and just the strategy element of that was was great there was a t- that we went through a round where we literally the other team didn't even score and it was probably maybe the second or third kind of wave of enemies. And we already had all 75 in. I mean, we fucking crushed them. It was, it was awesome. But then the next round, the next or match that we played, um, just fucking like the worst match of Gambit I ever played. Like personally, I think I, I might've only banked like 10 or 15 moats and I lost like 25 or 30. It was just terrible. It was, it was just one of those matches that just felt like I couldn't get going, but yet our team was kind of hanging around. We ended up losing the whole thing, but it's like, eh, you know, if I didn't play like a fucking idiot, we probably could have actually won that match. So, mm. you know, that happens with Gambit for sure. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, so did a lot of that, did a lot of Crucible, um, did the um, Festival of the Lost event as did, well. Did you get your auto rifle? <sighs> no. And let me tell you why. So they kind of changed it a little bit this year for the better in that the, the whole Haunted Forest thing's still there, which, you know, is fun for a few rounds and then can kind of just get a really stale. But, um, basically what you needed to do is you needed to get candy and then chocolate coins. The candy is used to purchase basically the auto rifle, but to get there, you need to complete a certain moment of triumph. That moment of triumph is buying all of the different Halloween masks. There's five of them. Each one costs more and more chocolate coins. So you get chocolate coins by completing a crucible match. You would get four by running through Festival of the Lost and completing it. You get X amount by doing bounties. You'll get chocolate coins. So the mask went from 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 to buy. So overall, you needed a lot of chocolate coins. Um, So really grindy on that aspect. Um, But the candy, you were just getting left and right. They just dropped all the time. And and that's one change that they made from last year where, where last year you could really only do that haunted forest event um this year you could do anything so you if you were playing crucible you got four candy every time you took someone out and then four chocolate coins at the end i I sound like it like a idiot talking about this but oh trust me i'm about to talk about (laughs) final fantasy 14 shadow bringers i'm gonna sound like a fucking idiot (laughs) yeah so 
So that's what you needed. So a lot of chocolate coins, a lot of candy. So the candy just flying through it. You needed a thousand candy. And after just playing a few hours, I had 700 something. Mm -hmm. We were playing crucible and I realized, why am I not getting candy anymore? I'm like, this is weird here. I was an idiot, got a better helmet, put that helmet on and you need to wear the Halloween mask to get the candy and the chocolate <laughs> coin. So I'm like, shit. And, and it was a match. I was wrecking left and right. So I, I, you know, you get four per kill. If you end up with 20, 20, uh, kills in a crucible match, that's a lot. Like you can get there in like 10 matches basically. So I was like, shit. And then uh, I'm like, okay, let's go back to the tower so I can get another mask. Not a big deal. Uh, bought the mask, but but I at that point I I finally got the 900 power, and this is where I'll get to that later. So I got the 900 power, but this mask was at 750, and mm-hmm. I had you know up a bunch of upgrade stuff. I'm like, I'll just infuse it to get it up to what I need, dude. This infusion holding the square button was like the fastest infusion I've ever fucking seen in Destiny. It just went so quick. And what so did you put into it? I wasn't thinking, or I didn't really look. I'm like, it probably just costs an upgrade module, and that's it. Here, it costs 500 candy to infuse. <laughs> so I grinded for four hours to get up to like 700-something, and immediately 500 <laughs> is gone like that. You just snap your fingers in it, and it, that's how quick that infusion went. Like, quicker than anything else in the whole game. I'm like... Are you fucking kidding me? And then I know I'm like, this is a special event. It takes time to get this stuff. Why wouldn't Bungie design that that infusion to go slower? Like, are you sure you want to do this, buddy? So that completely took the wind out of my sails. And and honestly, I was prepared to grind this shit out and get that on a rifle um, because um you know, I was almost there on the candy side and all I needed to play was like some like 15 crucible matches. I'm like, I can definitely do that. Um, but after that, I was just like, you know what? I'm OK. I don't <laughs> I don't need to do this. It just completely pissed me off. Yeah, like, yeah, it's my own doing. But man, that was a struggle. I mean, I had fun doing everything, but damn, just made me mad. Um, but yeah, now I'm up to 900 power, which is where the real grind starts. So before Shadowkeep came out, you could do different weekly and daily things, such as playing a Crucible match. One Crucible match, you would get powerful gear. Your light level can go up. Now you have to do. Now they kind of change those milestones. Um, to be a little bit more involved, a little bit more grindy. Um, and that is literally the only way to get more powerful stuff. Um, so, you know, how much am I going to grind out to get to the cap? I have no clue, but I still have to finish the campaign, so I'll definitely do that. But I, I just think that grind is a little bit of a, a turnoff, I think, um, because a lot of the things you got to do are can be a little difficult like the vex offensive stuff you gotta do you gotta complete a lot of that but it's completely by chance in my opinion that you can even complete it because it's such a difficult thing to do by yourself so it's by chance that you run into a really good group that's going to run through that so 
don't know. I think there's some some stuff there that I think Bungie could smooth out on how you upgrade. I feel like Bungie constantly just goes back and forth all the fucking time with Destiny. Of they make it too hard to level up, and then they make it too easy to level up, and then they go back to make it just way too grindy. It's like they I feel like they have struggled since Destiny, the original Destiny launch, to find a happy medium on getting someone towards the cap. And I thought what they had going with Forsaken worked. Like you could um you could get to the cap. Like yeah, it was a grind, but you could get there without having to do the raid or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, that's my time with Destiny 2. I mean, it was fun to just play a massive chunk of that game all at once. Um, so played that. Then I played a lot of Borderlands 3. I just felt like doing something a little bit more mindless in a way. Um, so I knocked out a lot of Borderlands 3. And uh, I think I'm, I'm definitely over halfway through in terms of chapters now. So I'm kind of coming down the back end of that game. And I think it's still probably going to take a while because these story missions seem to be pretty long, but uh, getting to some just really cool content overall that I'm just thoroughly enjoying. And I'm getting some just banger weapons, dude. And, and, you know, that's the best part about Borderlands is just getting good stuff, but I'm pretty much decked out with like all legendary weapons now. Um, I got this like laser weapon that, um, that sort of feels like the Havoc rifle in Apex Legends. Like you okay. kind of got to wind it up a little bit. But right. Once you get it wind up, oh my God, does it just rip through everybody. And, it's, and it does um, caustic damage as well. So, um, or corrosive, sorry. And it just fucking rips through everything. And it just feels really, really good. Um, and then I really got some good skills for my pet my pet can now revive me which is super helpful because what i'm finding is that some of the some of the firefights feel way more chaotic and more difficult than they ever were in borderlands 2 now now borderlands 3 just feels better to play but you know, Borderlands 2, like, it still feels fun to play, but it's a little slow, um, whereas Borderlands 3 just feels a lot snappier, a lot faster. It, it doesn't feel as good as, say, Destiny or Apex, but, you know, it just feels better. So these these firefights are just super chaotic. Some of them overly long, I'll say, but, but you know, once you get through it, you're like, man— that was cool. I just wrecked a ton of dudes, used all my weapons. My pet just took out a bunch of guys and it just feels really good to, to play that game right now. Um, and then also, so what I'm also kind of discovering as I just get deeper and deeper into the game is that I, the side missions are so much more fun to play than the story missions. Which kind of sucks in a way. Like I feel like that's like the is, opposite of what Borderlands used to be. Right. I completely agree. And 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 I'm saying that because I feel like the, the story missions are a little long. They take themselves at, at times like and it's just weird to say like too serious. Like I, I just played a mission with this character that was trying to come off serious but funny at the same time. And I'm like, this is is fucking stupid and and it just wasn't interesting and i i didn't 
I don't feel overly invested in these story missions right now. And then also like these villains are just atrocious. Um, now there have been a couple of incredibly cool boss fights, um, in these story missions, but that's probably where the highlights stop for me. Um, there's this, I don't want to spoil anything, but there was this boss fight. You're going to a really cool location, something that's talked about in Borderlands all the time. And you're finally going to one of them and this boss you fight right before it was fucking intense and it was so much fun um to do but and then then you just get to some cutscenes afterwards with characters that i don't really enjoy and the villains there that just suck you know like yeah it just kind of sours the whole thing but the side quest you know i feel like i'm going on some it's just really wacky stuff. That's where like the writing, whether you like it or, or not is, is goofy, but some of it's kind of made me laugh. And then also I feel like I'm going, just doing some just dumb stuff that feels borderlands like to me. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's just a lot more entertaining. And, and also like the side missions just aren't overly long either. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of enjoying playing the side stuff a little bit more in the story missions. Also, I, one thing I'll say about this game, two last two things I'll say about it is one, I'm loving how this game is pacing itself in a way of I'm not bombarded with side quests, which I like. I feel like a lot of RPGs just you feel completely overwhelmed with how many quests are getting thrown at you. You look at the map and they're just all over. Whereas this one, I might have one or two at a time side quest, and then I can do the story mission. I might get one or two more. I don't know. I kind of like that pacing a little bit. And then, um, uh, otherwise it just, yeah, it's, it's just starting to feel really good. It feels like a good, complete experience. The more that I play it, you know, it's yes, it's got its faults. Um, the writing isn't the best sometimes. Um, and it definitely feels like a game that, you know, sh- probably should have came out in like 2014, mm. but just, it's fun. I don't know. I, I've been, I really enjoyed myself playing it. I also am really digging how they just are kind of giving me cosmetic items and I don't have to go buy them. And if I do want to buy them with the in-game currency, I'm getting a shitload of it, which is cool. And then I'm getting a lot a lot of different cosmetic stuff is drops, which is also really cool. So I like that stuff as well. Um, so yeah, it's Borderlands three for me. Um, I have one other game that I want to talk about some, but why don't I've been talking for a little while. So why don't you talk about a game or two you've been playing? All right. I guess I can talk about my most recent Apex Legends stuff. Uh, I didn't put it in the news, but uh, Apex Legends had an update. It introduced a shooting range. So Tyler, get out there and learn to shoot good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm just kidding, but yeah, there's does, it's what. Well, uh, does this shooting range have like bots or anything, or are you just uh, shooting the weapons? So okay, so it has all the weapons, it has ammunition, all the attachments, uh, and it's. Do you remember the training mission they do? They make you do. Yeah. Yep. So it's a. It's got those like square targets that move back and forth. 
at different ranges. It's got a uh, it's got a simulation like character model size target shape target that has like a purple shield, and it lets you test like damage with that. Um, yeah, it's. It's a pretty complete shooting range. My only gripe about it is that I wish some of the moving targets were more the size of character models rather than these big squares with targets on them. But, I mean, that that's just a small little gripe. I can do the translation in my head about that. But, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, firing range is really good. Um, it, you can switch between characters like at like, at will, and it's really fast. You don't have to go back to the menu to do it. You can just spawn in as an as a different character. I haven't tested it out. I'm I'm curious if you can bring other players in there with you. Um, you sound like you're a little bit far from the mic there. I I heard you a little bit, but it hardly picked you up over here. Hey. All right, that's better. All right, but yeah, uh, I am. I I enjoy the, the uh, firing range, and I hope like yeah. I I wonder if they'll make improvements to it, but as it is now, it's fine. It works. It's operational. It'll be curious when new weapons come out. Like uh, I'm gonna probably test them out there first. Uh, but yeah, it helps. It's helpful for players who might not play shooters very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I went on to win a match pretty epically. Uh, so <clears throat> there were two other squads left, and it, we didn't know how many were there. We come, we crest up over a hill and see another squad like on a hill f- a little bit further away from us facing away and I just pull out my longbow and boy that that uh, shooting practice helped I hit like four five consecutive headshots down to two of the players and got a headshot on the other one before they ran and hid with a longbow oh mm-hmm. my god that felt so good <laughs> and then Imagine. so that person that I got the headshot on ran into the other squad which was a squad of one person and died to them so like the the squad that we were that I was shooting on just wiped and then we just closed in on this last guy mm-hmm. uh went in there with the devotion just you know winding it up as I jumped down the cliff to f- shoot at him <laughs> yeah it was pretty cool yeah that sounds pretty good yeah really enjoying it Loving my time with Apex Legends. They did an update with uh, challenges. Now uh, it's tuned so you'll get, for your daily challenges, one easy, medium, and difficult challenge. Uh, I guess, like, I, I don't know how it was before, but yeah, it's... I guess it's going to be more consistent now with cool. what they give you. Uh, Duos is out now. We haven't played Duos yet. Maybe that's something we'll do in the near future. Yeah. That's out until the middle of the month, I think November 19th. Uh, but yeah. Apex Legends, still fucking awesome. Yes. Do do you want to take over with one of the other games you've played? Yeah, the the only other one, well, I played more Link's Awakening, which is very good. About halfway through that game now, too. Um the only other thing I did is I started the Outer Worlds. Yeah. I only got to play about an hour of it. Um, but um, 
you know, so I'm not going to talk about it too much because you talked about it last week and, you know, I'm obviously not super far into the game, but I just right from the start, when you first kind of, after you make your character and you just start, you know, being able to move around and everything, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like this game. Um, Cause it's just, you know, those games, um, you know, I think about playing like Skyrim or, or Fallout or whatever. And, and, you know, I like being in worlds like that and having that freedom. And I can I feel like I haven't played something like that in a long time now, probably actually since Fallout, since I finished Fallout 4. And so I just play Fallout 76. No, <laughs> I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't. Um, so, yeah, I'm just like ready for something like that. And I'm ready for an RPG like this getting companions. So basically, I got to Edgewater and I got my first companion and I'm going to go do things. Um, I have a few quests to do, but um, game's gorgeous. I like the way it feels so far. Um, and man, that character creator is really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, not only from, you know, developing your, your character skills and all that, but even, you know, the actual character creator itself, I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, so far I'm, I'm going for more like, melee sort of stuff with a little bit of like intelligence mixed in and persuasion kind of stuff like that. Mm, That's kind of what I'm going for right now. I was very on the edge of doing what you did of like turning my intelligence as far as I could go just to see what would happen. Cause that sounds like a lot of fun, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to play a lot more of that game for sure. Yeah. It's it. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's all I played. All right. Uh, before I get into Final Fantasy 14, I've been playing a little PC game, an old PC game called Crusader Kings 2. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm conquering Ireland right now. Ooh. I'm, I'm trying to become the king of Ireland. Who are you? Like, what do you do? I, well, so you play as a dynasty. So you start out as a character and they have an heir or whatever. They have kids and then they inherit, like whenever your character dies, they, whoever inherits the main title is the person you play as next. And you have to be careful because sometimes there are people who have claims to your titles particularly half-brothers or whatever that you have to make sure don't get the sh- fucking claws dug in. Mm-hmm. And then you have to keep keep uh, your vassals happy so they don't, you know, throw in with whoever else wants to take over the kingdom. I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. It's it's one of those ma- those uh, kingdom management kind of sim games. Uh yeah, I I am enjoying it. I have advanced. Well, I, I it's not really a technology thing, but I've shifted from a tribal uh, civilization to more of a feudal state. The year is like nine seventy two or something. Last time I let it, uh went off of the game, but yeah, you play through like the Middle Ages and stuff like that. It's. Mm. 
Sweet. You've got you've got to keep the church happy too. Uh, right now, my uh, I'm in a Catholic state, so I have to keep the Pope happy, keep my local bishops happy, uh, conduct holy wars against the pagans, and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's, yeah, it's it's a fun game, and I'm excited that a third one is coming out next year. Uh, but Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. I am finally in it. I am yeah. in Shadowbringers. I did all the setup to Shadowbringers in which there's... Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to spoil some Shadowbringers. This is a months-old MMO expansion now. Uh, so I'm going to spoil a little bit of it. I'm going to give myself five minutes to spoil some Shadowbringers here, starting now. Do it. All right, so in the setup to Shadowbringers, it's it's kind of it's post Stormblood stuff. You repelled the Empire, but the Empire's gonna the Empire will strike back. Ha ha ha! Uh, ah. But you you have to f- gather allies to repel them. Uh, but during this whole process of of mounting your defense, members of your organization, Scions of the Seventh Dawn, are having their souls called, which is something that. Uh, I'll get to later, and their bodies are unconscious, and you can't wake them up. Uh, so yeah, there are all all of your buddies are out of commission by the end of it, and then you're the last one who gets called, and it appears that everyone has been called. Okay, so hmm. the world you you inhabit is called the Source, and there are fourteen reflections of the Source, which are other worlds. You and the rest of your buddies are called to the first. Um, it's the first reflection of the of the source. It's an alternate dimension, alternate world, and stuff like that. And this is a world that has been uh, nearly obliterated by the power of light. All right. Uh, and you know this because in an earlier expansion, warriors came from the first to the source to try to engage in something called the merging, where the where the a reflection of the source merges back with the source. But you stop them from doing that; they get sent back and save a portion of their world. In a, in an event called the flood, where like where yeah they. Some bullshit happens. They manage to save a portion of the world, but it's being ravaged by these things called Sin Eaters, which are like, are light-based monsters and stuff. And yeah, it's all bad. It's all bad. It's all bad stuff happening. You go, you cross over, and you meet this motherfucker who looks like, mm, I'm going to link a tweet. This might go longer than five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh man, uh, you meet this motherfucker called the Crystal Exarch. I'm not sure, maybe you can just Google it, if it'll come up as, like, one of the first, uh, results. Do you, can you do that? Sure. Crystal Exarch. Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, Exarch, E-X-A-R-C-H. Uh, I'm gonna our crystal. Can you spell that last point again? E-X-A-R-C-H. And this, and this motherfucker looks like he's straight out of fucking Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is the motherfucker who's been calling you and your buddies to this to this reflection of the source. And your mission here in Shadowbringers is to eliminate the Wardens of Light 
to return darkness to the world. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Because there needs to be balance. Does this sound familiar? There needs to be balance between darkness and light. Yeah, yeah, some <laughs> Kingdom Hearts shit, but but Kingdom Hearts here on the on on the lighter side. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to stop the darkness, but but I like you know bring darkness to the world. That's you you don't see that a lot. I think that's a cool concept. Yeah. So so this world, the first, is like there is no night. The the light is all the 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 sky is always bright with light and all this shit. Okay, so hmm, where do I go from here? There are a couple of areas that I want to cover. So basically, eliminating light eliminating light wardens brings darkness back to the region in which you eliminated them. And these, yeah, and that's how it, how it works. So light wardens are just super like versions of these sin eaters or that's the best way to they're like the boss bosses of these sin eaters so there's this area called oh man i have to i have to refer back to my tweets because sometimes i forget the names of things because there are a lot of names in this (laughs) imagine this an mmo with hundreds of characters has names that I'm 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 going over to my profile right now because I I went kind of on a rampage about this shit. Oh man! All right, so there's this place called Yulmore, and it's where these rich people live, and they're defended, they're protected from the sin eaters. But you discover that this is because this guy named Lord Vothry has made a deal with the sin eaters. Uh oh. And he's just living at the top of this top of this tower with all these sin eaters around him. And it's perfectly fine because of some mysterious reasons. But apparently there's a thing in this society called Ascension, where when you're ready to die, you you take on this Ascension. And this is paired with another weird thing. There's this mystery food called meal spelled M-E-O-L. Nobody knows what it's made of, and it's some really shady shit. I have a feeling that they're eating people. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. It's really fucked up, man. I don't know. Mm. 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 (laughs) But yeah, they're totally against, like, this whole Yulmore society country is against you defeating these light wardens because they're like, yo, don't piss off the sin eaters. We got a pretty good deal here. Yeah. But you need to eliminate the light wardens to bring darkness back to the world. So it's not under attack by these fucking sin eaters. My goodness. Sounds intense, dude. Yeah, man. I'm having fun with it. I'm about halfway through the expansion. Wow. Um, on the level 74 quests right now, Uh, it goes up to level 80. Have you done any any cool dungeons or anything like that? Oh yeah, there. Oh man, there are some really cool boss fights. Okay, mm, so there's a there's a pixie kingdom, and the king of the pixies back when the shortly after the flood happened killed the light warden. But here's the thing about light wardens: when you kill them, they unleash all their aether, and they and the aether can consume the person that defeated them and just make them into another light warden. 
But the thing is, you're the warrior of light from the source, and you have the blessing of light, which means you just absorb all that ether and it doesn't fucking hurt you. Mm. The ironic thing, though, is that the people in this world call you the warrior of darkness because you're bringing darkness back, even though you have the blessing of light, which protects you from this from light wardens. It's a whole thing. But yeah, the there's there's this boss fight with this this fairy or pixie that is like huge. It's a huge pixie, big pixie, big wings. It's mm, it's a pretty cool boss fight. It summons these three trees that you have to fight. <laughs> and then when you defeat them the first time, the pixie makes them bigger. Ooh. And they go out to the edges of the platform and you have to go fight them at the edge of the platform because they're that big. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. The music is really cool. They have some ripping electric guitar in it <laughs> that I did not expect. <laughs> oh, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, sounds like you're having a good time. Uh, I don't... So, I'm still on this Crystal Exarch Google page. Mm-hmm. The second image from reddit.com is a picture of that guy and it says her dildo and then a picture of another guy, not sure who it is, and it just says your dick. Mm. That's weird. I don't know what that mm. Mm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. Uh that's mm. I I th- I think we we should probably just steer clear of that. <laughs> And it wow. says the crystal exarch is cool. Mm. You know what? I n- enough about that. <laughs> so most recently in the story, it is revealed that your mortal em- enemies, the Asians, founded this founded the Garlean Empire, which was causing you all the headaches back in uh, back in the source. The founding member has had his body cloned so that when he dies, his soul can just transfer to another copy of his body. And this motherfucker is coming over to the first, frustrated with what you're doing, but they're like, I'm just going to sit by and watch and let let you do what you're going to do. And I do not trust that motherfucker. Mm. He is like, hmm, yeah. There... This game is good. This game is my favorite Final Fantasy video game. This expansion might be up there contender for, if not game of the year, maybe another category. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, but there's, I mean, there's definitely a lot of game in there. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, Blood and Wine was put up there when that came out for The Witcher 3. That's an expansion destiny stuff spin you know i'd be okay with putting it you know in our running if you so feel yeah yeah i mean it, it seems substantial enough right uh, all right yeah. i think that's enough about i actually i went double the amount of minutes that i thought i would take <laughs> The the only other thing I want to say before we move on to to news is not really about anything I played, but man, I hope this is something, you know, with um, solid state drives that, you know, whatever that the PlayStation five makes a lot better. So Friday night went to play Destiny two, 
had an update for it. Yeah. The update, you know, took just a few minutes to download. Dude, I shit you not, it probably took 45 minutes for it to copy. Mm. It was so fucking long. And I really hope that, you know, if the PlayStation 5 supports external hard drives or whatever, that that copying process, if it has to do that, is way quicker. Because I feel like it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Um, as the, as the PS4 life cycles went on, but man, I just wanted to throw that out there. Frustrating. Yeah. Frustrating shit. Oh man. All right. That's video games. Now to bring you some news and let's start it off with some numbers. Do it. We've got the top downloads of October. And I'm going to get us started from 20 to 11 here. Some of you have made mistakes. I'm just going to say that right away. (laughs) Whoa. At number 20 is NHL 20. 19, The Forest. 18, Star Wars Battlefront 2. 17, WWE 2K20. 16, Marvel Spider-Man. 15, God of War. 14, Rocket League, 13, Red Dead Redemption 2, 12, Mortal Kombat 11, and at number 11, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Number 10, Borderlands 3, 9, Black Ops 4, 8, GTA 5, 7, Madden NFL 20, 6, NBA 2K 20, 5, Minecraft, 4, FIFA 20, 3, The Outer Worlds, 2, Ghost Recon Breakpoint in number 1, no surprise, is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I'm surprised to see Black Ops 4 up there because these games don't go on sale. Right. Like, why Why are you purchasing a, purchasing a full-priced year-old game? When the new one's about to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint coming in number two. Kind of surprising. I, I wonder, though, how... So, you know... We talked about how Ubisoft thinks that game's a total disappointment. So I really wonder how much it truly did sell. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it just was downloaded a lot more than it sold physically. Mm. Could be a possibility of, you know, why it's so high. Or maybe the downloads was actually so a lot less for all the other lists and Ghost Recon Breakpoint just kind of squeaking in there. I don't know. But yeah, I I just find that kind of surprising because I just feel like there's no excitement around Ghost Recon Breakpoint at all. Maybe their disappointment was in its Metacritic score and not in its sales. Yeah, could be, for sure. (laughs) Um, The Outer Worlds, though, number three, that's that's good to see as well. The last Obsidian game we'll see on the PlayStation. Probably. Oh, yeah. But yeah, WWE 2K20. Like, really? There are some people who don't pay attention. There are probably a lot of people who don't pay attention. Yeah, probably. I was going to say I hope everyone that bought that game knew what they were getting into, but I, I highly doubt it. It's a shame. Yeah. I saw that they, I think they were giving refunds for that game. Good. Yeah, it's mm, bad shit, man. Yeah. Alrighty. 
See, all the all the other stuff's pretty pretty straightforward. Beat Sabers to number one PlayStation the VR game, um, and getting up DLCs. Um, Destiny Two Shadowkeep came in at number two. All righty, we've got some shifting around happening at PlayStation. Oh yeah, we've got a new head of Worldwide Studios. Herman Holst, formerly of Guerrilla Games. And Shuei Yoshida is leading up a new independent development relations department. Uh, Independent Developer Initiative is what it's called. Shuhei working on those indies. Yes. But yeah, some just some shifting around. We we now have a name to put to head of worldwide studios and and I'm sure the other positions that have gone vacant will be filled here pretty soon. Right. And then uh filling Herman's position from Guerrilla Games, there's going to be a, a kind of a triple joint leadership going on there. Which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah. Who knows how that that will go. But I think Herman's a great choice for this um, because of what Guerrilla Games has become uh, over the past number of years. They just keep improving with their games and, you know, especially just made a fantastic game with Horizon Zero Dawn. But I think the other thing is just the whole Decima engine could be another pretty key thing for Sony moving forward. And, you know, I, I don't think they're going to do any sort of EA frostbite mandatory sort of thing, but I could see Decima engine becoming more used potentially in first party circles. Mm-hmm. So or maybe, it, be, maybe they'll loan it out to second party games. Like if, if yeah. that's, that's a thing. Maybe, Definitely. maybe, uh, maybe insomniac wants to use Decima for their next uh, Spider-Man. <sighs> Oh my gosh, it already looks so good. Holy shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I just think, well, you know, great choice. And then Shuhei heading up in development or independent uh, development um, sort of initiative. There's a few interesting things here. One, I think he's a great choice to do that. But then two, Sony trying to court the indies back a little bit yeah we're like i find that interesting <laughs> it's like hey we're about to do this whole new cons console cycle we don't have as many first party things as we'd like right now so yeah. if y'all would like to sign deals yeah I, I i saw a tweet that i forget from who i apologize but kind of you know part of the reason why sony's trying to do this is they i guess might not have some major titles ready to go immediately for playstation 5 so they kind of need indies to fill that gap however i wonder how if at all slighted some independent developers might feel towards sony because as as the playstation 4 went on to dominate this generation, especially over the past few years, Sony just has not given a flying fuck about independent developers. And then they kind of went more to Microsoft and especially Nintendo. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, I have a feeling that, you know, money will speak. (laughs) They'll, they'll, they'll have the money to dish out and we'll see some, uh, we'll see some interesting things. Right. And, 
I find all these shakeups right before PlayStation Five just really interesting. And um, there's a pretty great article from GamesIndustry.biz, uh, which is an interview with Jim Ryan. Kind of goes over a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like Jim, you know, it kind of worried me when Jim Ryan took over because just because of some comments he's made in the past and some some thoughts he's had on some things. So, but man, I feel like Sony's been just changing a lot and trying to set themselves up a little bit more for the next generation when they've just been quiet for so long. And, you know, this is pure speculation, but I wonder if that's part of the reason why Sean Layden left is because you know, no one at Sony, like he maybe wants to stay quiet. And while Microsoft completely has dominated the conversation and, you know, a lot of people at Sony maybe felt completely opposite. I don't know. That's total speculation. I'm not saying that's actually what happened, but it's just a thought because it's no one has still commented on why Sean Layden truly left. <laughs> They've still been so weird about it. I have a feeling uh-huh. he's got something else he wants to do potentially yeah uh, definitely alrighty BlizzCon happened the, the thing that we were all we were all you know just biting our tongues waiting to see what happened and they led BlizzCon with a total non-statement from their Blizzard's president Jalen Brack Basically saying yeah. that they're sorry for the way that they did the thing they did, but they're not actually sorry that they did it. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> Which is absurd. Is a complete deflection and not, not worthy of the word apology that I've seen written in headlines. It is not an apology at all. No. It's there. In fact, it's like it can almost be viewed as doubling down by the fact that they didn't apologize. That they said they that the thing that they were sorry for was how fast they did the thing, and then how slow they were to talk to us about it. Yes. Yeah. It, yes. I didn't expect much from Blizzard. I almost expected them to say stay silent on this thing, and to be honest, that might have been better than what they said, because what they said is nothing but lip service, and to me, that just feels grimy. Yeah, I I completely agree. I, I, I expected them to be silent, and I feel like being silent probably would have been the better way to go if they're still going to double down on their penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all credit to Gary Witta for this phrase, but I, I love it. This was complete word salad, like complete shit. You're just throwing a bunch of stuff out there that's just empty. It's an empty apology. It's it's just dumb. The whole thing, you know, you either you either don't acknowledge it at all or you acknowledge it and change change your fucking policy and, you know, take away the the suspensions and all of that, because I don't know, just completely, completely dumb to me. Mm-hmm. I, I when I saw 
uh, I didn't watch BlizzCon, but when I saw, you know, this article start popping up everywhere, I was like, holy shit, I'm surprised I actually said something. Then you read about what they said, and it's like, okay, bunch of jackasses. Mm-hmm. Keep digging that hole. Yep. Uh, they they dig a hole, and then they 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 make some announcements of things that aren't going to come for a long time. Yeah. In hopes that it will distract us. And uh, for a lot of people, it did. Uh, so we got some announcements. Blizzard has shown off Overwatch 2. Which, Overwatch 2 in quotes, in my opinion. Which, yeah, doesn't sound too different from them just selling a campaign for Overwatch. Yes. Which I'm not sure how much of a campaign it's going to be based on their previous PvE experiences. I mean, I've I've seen this trailer. It doesn't convince me of much. Yeah. So, basically with Overwatch 2, you're going to get story, missions, and all that, and that's in that's about it, right? Yeah, I think yeah, and it's it's bizarre like if you still have overwatch you're still getting all the new characters yep you're still get i think you still get this new pvp mode yes so how much are they charging for this shit yeah i i really wonder yeah because you're getting all the maps characters all that stuff you're playing with overwatch players or playing with overwatch two players so yeah i just find it I, I don't know. Like, I love Overwatch. It's one of my favorite games. And I, I just saw this. I'm like, I'm just not not that excited about it because, you know, there, it seems like the character or the story missions are going to be a lot like what, what was in the original Overwatch, maybe a little bit better. But those weren't that fun to play, in my opinion. So unless, you know, something down the road, they really change, change a lot. I'm just not going to be super excited about that, which is a shame because I really would have liked a cool co-op campaign and story to Overwatch because I think it's an interesting world. Um, I guess we'll see. Maybe it'll end up being good, but I'm not very excited for it. Hmm. New Are characters, you- maps. That seems cool. Yeah, it um, took them how many years to finally put a black woman in their game? Wow, yeah. I, I guess mean, I never really noticed that. I, yeah, the, right. the thing that a lot of people like to point to that are sympathetic to Blizzard or Farah and I guess Anna, but they're Egyptian, which is a little bit different than being black. They're more of like they're closer to Middle Eastern than they are mm-hmm. black people. Like, right. Just, right. Just, it's just a matter of fact, honestly. It, yeah. But yeah, it took them this long. So good on right. you, but also about damn time. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> With right. all the other representation that they've had in the game, it, it's just it's just bizarre that it took them this long. But yeah. enough about that. I can agree with you on that. I mean, and then also like the the new PvP mode they're they're talking about called Push. You know what, what is Push? What the fuck does that mean? 
Push tasks the, the warring teams to escort a robot down a path. The team that pushes it furthest wins. Isn't that um, escort? <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm sure there's some sort of difference there. But uh, I, I read that. I'm like, sure. Could that be fun? Yes, because the the competitive nature of Overwatch is just really good. But I'm like, what's exactly totally new about it? Because it doesn't seem new. So I don't know. I just feel like Overwatch 2 is something that I should have been, you know, as just a really... Um, yeah, I played a lot of Overwatch. Like I said, it's one of my favorite games. I just feel like I should be super fucking stoked for this. And I'm actually not. It feels a little fart in the wind to me. Mm. But we'll see. Oh. Well, Blizzard has another fart that they hope carries way down the wind and keeps y'all smelling whatever they're cooking here in Diablo 4, uh, which they also revealed here at BlizzCon. With a cinematic and some gameplay, Diablo 4, it's a thing. That was probably a reaction to last year. <laughs> it's coming to PlayStation 4. Which makes me think it might come soon. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's probably going to also be on PlayStation 5. Like, if not right. at launch, like shortly after. I just don't see this game coming out next year before the PlayStation 5 launches. I don't either, you know. Yeah, and they said that neither of these games are close to coming out. But I just, yeah, I... I I agree with you. I don't think this is out before PlayStation 5 comes out, but I feel like Overwatch 2 could potentially be out next year. Yeah, that's uh, that seems more possible than yeah. Diablo 4. I mean, what do you think about Diablo 4? You know, as, as you platinum Diablo 3, we played the shit out of Diablo 3 back mm-hmm. back when it came out. Yeah. So so you uh, you excited about this at all? Uh yeah, I mean it looks cool. It looks it looks better than Diablo three. Uh, it's I, I'm ready for another one of those. Yeah, me too. I thought I thought visually the trailer looked cool. Of course, the gameplay looked neat. I mean, it's Diablo. Um, I think one of the things in this game is it's more open world ish, isn't it? I guess I so. That's I what mean, I read. just a lot more open than than past Diablo games. I mean, it, I I don't particularly need it to be an open world. No, me either. Not at all. I actually like how Diablo was totally broken down into chunks, mm-hmm. smaller, bite-sized chunks. I feel, I feel it fits the game a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure when this comes out, I'll I'll be ready for it. Um, just not sure, you know. That's just. It just gets into the whole thing that happens a lot with video games of, you know, this whole situation with China and Hong Kong and in Blizzard, you know, gamers want to take a stance. But then they announce Diablo 4 and everybody's like, fuck, yeah, bring it on. So it's always it's just a I don't know. It's a kind of a hypocritical thing that I think many gamers are accused of or guilty of, including myself. Maybe Diablo 4 is a game that I hold off for a little bit on and buy it used. Or buy it, you know, when it has all the expansions attached to it. <laughs> yeah, 
you know what? That's probably the best way to go. <laughs> yeah. Just seeing how Diablo three turned out. I will say though, I, I'm I'm glad that it is coming to consoles at the same time that it's coming to PC because I feel like they just nailed the way Diablo can play on a console. Mm-hmm. Like it feels so fucking good to play, but yeah. All righty, let's go on here. Uh, this next thing is pulled from that uh, previously mentioned GamesIndustry.biz uh, interview. Uh, play, it's it's about PlayStation Now, and here's the thing about PlayStation Now: it's not going to have first party games at launch. Of mm. the, that's not a thing they plan on doing. And I honestly don't see that changing unless things. I want it. I want that thing to happen. I I want all the first party games to come to PlayStation Now because that would make PlayStation Now a worthwhile thing. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. It just seems like they're they're always a step behind here with uh with their PlayStation Now service. Right. And and, I'm just reading this quote here. Jim Ryan said, I don't want to say this is what PlayStation now is going to be like forever, but certainly right now, given how some of our first party IP is incredibly special and valuable, we just want to treat them with amazing care and respect and have those launches be clean and pure. It's an interesting quote. (laughs) Sure. That's a complaint that's being, that's coming out of Xbox game pass. Right. Ooh, the launches aren't pure. Yeah, and I I don't think it devalues the IP at all to me. Um, I I think it just gets more people in the door and gets you more subscriptions than you're just making a lot of money. It keeps people invested in the service to where they're, you know, it becomes like a Netflix sort of service someone might pay for where it's just something that they pay for every month. And... I don't know. I just feel like if in in the next generation, if Sony truly wants to compete with with Xbox in this realm, they have they they have like no choice because when Halo Infinite launches into Xbox Game Pass, that's going to be a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a big deal with Gears Five launching into it. It's going to be an even bigger deal with Halo Infinite. You know, obviously, The Outer Worlds has found a ton of success in there. It's just going to become more and more of a thing. In I, I feel the only way to really compete is to start putting their their games in there, uh, rate rate at launch. Yeah. I don't know. And we're, we're not saying that PlayStation now doesn't have games. In fact, mm-hmm. let's just move on to it. They do have some big games on their yeah. service, some new yep. stuff coming this month. Uh, we've got Persona 5, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, and Hollow Knight all coming to the service. Those are all, well, I'm, I'm not sure so much about Shadow of War. People like that game. Yeah. But Persona 5, Hollow Knight, fantastic games long games big games uh, but yeah like th- there are definitely games here that people like and uh, actually here they have the most played games on PlayStation now which is a thing I think we should probably pay attention to mm-hmm. 
Uh, oh man, how many is on this list? Is it even one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven? They listed twelve games for some reason. Uh, but it's Farming Simulator 19, Mafia 3, Batman Arkham Knight, Mortal Kombat X, WWE 2K18, NBA 2K18, Fallout 4, Rocket League, Infamous Second Son, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, God of War, and Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and maybe maybe this is... I guess what, maybe a thought is Sony doesn't want to directly compete with xbox game pass and putting major titles on there a year or two after they come out gets them just enough subscriptions to the point where they're happy Mm -hmm. with with the service but i just think if you really want to go toe to toe the best way is to put your games on there first party titles on there immediately and i just don't think it devalues their ip at all yeah the thing about playstation now is that some of these games are only available for a limited time. Yeah, that's another thing that's a little disappointing as well. Yeah, Persona 5 is only available through February 4th of next year, and that is a very long game, and if you don't have a lot of time to play games, you might not finish it between now and February 4th. Right. Uh, same goes to Middle-Earth Shadow of War. Uh, it doesn't have a date for Hollow Knight, so maybe that's a thing that stays on for a longer time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's that. That's just that's just another element of PlayStation now that makes it a more confusing service to sign up for, and knowing what you what you're actually going to get. All righty, you put this one in here about PlayStation Studio acquisitions. So how about you uh, take it away? Yeah, just uh, it coming from that GamesIndustry.biz article, Jim Ryan talked about just getting new first-party studios into the fold and said that they're always looking for new studios to acquire, but they're careful about who we look at and talk to. Um, I think one of the more interesting quotes out of this whole thing is Ryan described the current landscape as a seller's market, explaining that buying studios right now is a very expensive undertaking. Um, so while that slower approach make makes it seem like Sony might not be looking at all, Ryan said there's still much for us to do in that area, but we have to make sure that the company is right and they have to have confidence in what they're doing. Um, I just find that interesting. I wonder, I wonder with Microsoft going on a shopping spree recently, if that has really jacked the price up on a lot of studios. Yeah, possibly. And also like another thing that PlayStation should be, maybe should be worried about is all the studios that they have. A lot of them make the same kind of game. Right. That's what I was just about to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they if they got to make sure that they're getting developers that diversify their portfolio because Microsoft, I feel, has that. And Sony needs, you know, I feel like they need, yeah, they have Gorilla that makes first-person shooters, but I feel like they, they you know, if Gorilla's going to keep making Horizon, if they're not doing Killzone or anything like that, I feel like a first-person shooter franchise is something Sony really needs. Um and a developer that's just knows what they're doing with that. Um, 
I think that's 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 an important thing to have for sure. But I think it'll be interesting to see how much Sony diversifies at all over the next generation compared to Microsoft and if it pays off more for Microsoft than it does for Sony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, look, it's there's a lot of a lot of time left between now and when uh when the PlayStation 5 launches. Who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe there's something something they're going to snatch up at the last gas pool. Right. Who knows? Right. I hope, you know, there, there's a lot of rumors out there that Sony was interested in buying remedy. Maybe they still are, but I hope that doesn't happen in a way because remedy, I think they make cool games, but they make games that Sony already has a lot of that sort of type of experience. You know, I think a second party relationship with Remedy makes a lot more sense than than owning them outright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, here news wise, we've got a little bit of a tease from Bioware. You know those guys, guys and gals over at Bioware. I do well. They mm, their tweet from a few days ago. Today marks ten years of Dragon Age. This year, we're excited to join the community's party on December fourth and celebrate a decade together in the world we all love. See you on December fourth for Dragon Age Day, spelled with a four replacing the <laughs> A in age. Uh. <sighs> Anthem's dead. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw today they celebrated N7 Day by putting Mass Effect armor in Anthem. And they're, I think, uh, the head of live development or live produ- production left Bioware. Oh, boy. Yeah. Keeps on going. I hope Dragon Age 4 is returned to, you know, not this live game bullshit. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And there's there were some things that came out about Dragon Age for having more live uh, service elements to it. That was maybe about a year or so ago, obviously before Anthem launched. So I really wonder if they're correcting course on that, because as we talked about last week, the next Dragon Age is a long ways away still with EA kind of pushing some things back a little bit. Do you think they're going to reveal anything on December 4th, anything substantial. They're going to show us a logo. Yeah, I can see that logo or some concept art, maybe. Yeah, they're going to show us a logo, update their profile picture, and that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. They just need to stay silent for a while, put their heads down, make a good game. It's all they should worry about. Mm hmm. But that's not for... Oh, you got something else to say? Yeah, I just got something really quick that I just saw on IGN. Ooh. Um, Hitman 3. The next Hitman game is well underway, according to IO Interactive. They basically posted, after 13 months of full-time support and content for Hitman 2 at no additional cost, a a roadmap blog post explained, we're now at a place where we're looking 
increasingly to the future. The post continues by saying that more and more of the team working on Hitman 2 is moving on to develop its sequel, which is already well underway. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Another Hitman. That sounds good. Yeah. There you go. Kind of wild how much they made for Hitman 2 without charging extra for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. All right. That's all games for the future. Let's get here for game games for the here and now, Tyler. Get us started with this first video game. Oh boy. As Divine Kamira Kamira. What PS4? Kamura. Whatever. Uh, take back a stolen world in the new saga from the acclaimed RPG series as Divine. This time based in a world reminiscent of ancient Japan. Engage in fierce three by three V three. What? How would you describe that? Engage in fierce three by three. Three by three. Yeah. Yeah. Three by three grid battles and employ range attacks to counter the enemy formations. The stakes have been raised when it comes to the content for an as divine game. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, we've got Autica, a PlayStation VR video game. Autica is a VR rhythm shooter from Harmonix, the makers of Rock Band and Dance Central. Armed with a pair of rhythm blasters, shoot and smash targets to the beat of a soundtrack that features songs from some of the world's most popular artists. That makes sense. Harmonics making a VR rhythm game. Yeah. Yeah, this game seems cool. Uh, next up is Conception Plus Maidens of the Twelve Stars on PS4. The baby boom is back. <laughs> this time, Starfield. Wait, hold on. The baby boom is back as the Starfield RPG is reborn. It's Suki. How would you say that? You, you gay? Is Close summoned. Enough. To the magical world of Granvania to save it from evil impurities. Uh, as the savior from another world known as God's Gift, Itsuki, and, and his star children, born between him and the twelve star maidens, are the only ones capable of banishing these impurities. This seems... <laughs> Bizarre. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Because tomorrow's in your hands, Frank. It it very well might probably not for me, but <laughs> Death Stranding is a video game that's out tomorrow or the day you're listening to this, possibly. From legendary game creator Hideo Kojima comes an all-new genre-defying experience. That's one way to put it. Sam Bridges must brave a world utterly transformed by the Death Stranding, carrying the disconnected remnants of her future in his hands. He embarks on a journey to reconnect the shattered world one step at a time. Kojima Unshackled is a pretty interesting thing. Some would say he should be shackled again yeah maybe maybe just a little bit uh next up is destiny connect TikTok travelers on ps4 sherry a young resident of the small mechanical town of clockney is fed up with her father's no show at the new year celebration when time suddenly comes to a halt to save her family sherry must join Pe- pegrio a 
timid inventor's son in Isaac, a time-traveling robot, on a journey to save their world and time as they know it. Mm. We've got oh a <laughs> PlayStation 4 and Vita digital cross-buy game here in a football game. What a title. Inspired by classic 80s and 90s point-and-click adventures, get ready for a night you won't forget in this twisted Lynchian thriller. Navigate and explore the environment by interacting with objects and inspecting them to solve puzzles in order to help Tommy find a sweetheart. Okay. Um, Speaking of football game, 14 to 10 Chargers. Oh, please don't tell but, me. Mm. But Philip Rivers has thrown two interceptions, including a pick six already. All right. Anyways, uh, and next up, Jumanji, the video game. PS4, digital, and retail. Unite in adventure and laughter in the action-packed game of Jumanji, the ultimate challenge for those who seek to leave their world behind. Play online, split-screen, or with AI teammates, and combine their unique abilities of Dr. Bravestone, Ruby, Mouse, and Professor Oberon to defeat your foes and save the day. Mm. I fucking loved this Jumanji reboot. I mean, the original's really good, too. I don't know, man. This Jumanji reboot was way better than I thought. Looking forward to the new one mm. later in the year. Probably Ubisoft's least controversial game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just Dance 2020 is out this week. Just Dance 2020 <laughs> is the ultimate dance game with 40 hot tracks from chart topping hits. <laughs> Create your own playlist to customize your Just Dance parties, play co-op with friends, and beat the high score together. Enjoy eight new kid-friendly songs, offering a fun experience for our youngest players. Alright, next up is Light Fairy Tale, Episode 1. Light Fairy Tale is a turn-based Japanese-style RPG in full 3D set in a dying underground world ruled by a fierce and powerful empire. The goal of this project is to bring back the immersion and emotion of 90s-era JRPGs on current hardware with the expected evolution in both design and technique. Mm. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, That thing's terrifying. Some of these titles... (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Lithium, Inmate 39, Relapsed Edition. Oh my goodness. Lithium Inmate 39 is a platform and 3D puzzle game for for horror genre. Okay, so this bad write-up. It tells the story of a psychiatric patient who must find the way back to his origins, discovering his past and getting explanations to understanding what is going on in his mind. I don't like the look of this guy. No, it's bad. It's bad. Bad Eyes are way too bulgy. Uh, Next up is Mecha Nika on PS4. Meet Nika, a brilliant girl who doesn't fit the world she lives in. It doesn't matter if her parents don't listen to her. It doesn't matter if her teachers ignore her. It doesn't matter if her classmates are dorks. Nothing matters anymore because she has a plan to solve everything. A really odd plan. Hmm. 
Okay. Did you know there's a Need for Speed game coming out this week? Yeah, unfortunately. Mm. Well, Need for Speed Heat is out this Friday. Hustle by day and risk it all at night in Need for Speed Heat, a thrilling race experience that pits you against a city's rogue police force as you battle your way into streeters, into street racing's elite. Man, I feel like EA's just kind of releasing this to like no fanfare at all. Yeah, I know I know a few people are playing it who say it's okay. Yeah. But not really not something you're really supposed to right. look forward to. This just I don't know. Need for Speed is feeling like a franchise for EA that they just feel they have to make a game in all the time mm-hmm. when they don't. No. I mean there's there's another <laughs> dead racing franchise they could revive and, you know, yeah, go in a different direction with mm. RIP Burnout. Uh, Police Chase, PS4. In Police Chase, thrilling missions, powerful cars, and fighting crime will be your routine. Whether it's issuing offenders with parking and speeding tickets or thwarting terrorist plots and other crimes, only one thing counts in your job. Guaranteed safety in your beat. Okay. I don't know about video games where you play as cops. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Seems a little strange. (laughs) Seems like it might be propaganda. (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? But this next title. Oh, man. All right. (laughs) Here we go. Stay cool, Kobayashi-san. A River City ransom story. The head of Rio High School Big Four, Kunio Kun's infamous rival that all River City series fans will recognize, Kobayashi gets his own game. One day, a close friend of his gets abducted by an evil organization. He will have to step up to rescue his friend and bring an end to this organization. Oh, boy. All right, the last game for this week. Hell yeah. Overly long week, but Val Faris on PS4. I love the art here. This just looks fucking awesome. Uh, after mysteriously vanishing from galactic charts, the fortress of Valfaris has suddenly reappeared in orbit of a dying sun. Once a self-contained paradise, the grandiose citadel now plays host to an ever-growing darkness. Tyler, I think you'll like this game. Why is that? Have you seen a trailer for it? I have not. Like this is kind of the first I've go, seen. Go look at a trailer right All now. Right. I want a live reaction to the trailer All right. of Alfaris. Alright, let's let's do it. Alright, Valfaris trailer. I thought I showed this to you. You might have. Yeah, this um it's it's All a right. contra like game. <laughs> Doing a gameplay trailer here. All right, I'm digging the music. Yeah. Music's fucking hard. <laughs> oh, fucking, I like this a lot. <laughs> this seems like it's honestly fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving this music, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you can headbang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking cool. Jelly Skelly. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yep. 
Yeah, that, that I just wanted to bring that up for you because I think that might be something you like. I think it it honestly could be. It looks very dope. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, but that's all the video games released this week. Uh, yeah. If you want to pay, do the pay-per-view thing for the new wrestling, AEW Full Gear is having its first pay-per-view event this Saturday. Mm. All right. It's it's the wrestling that's not WWE, which means yeah. it's probably a little bit better than average. <laughs> I've been watching it weekly on Wednesdays. It's it's fun. It's def- digging? Yeah, it's got a different vibe than a uh, WWE, which is honestly a good thing. Yeah. And yeah, I- I'm digging it. Cool. They they got your boy Chris Jericho. They got your boy, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, it's some good stuff. Uh, But yeah, that's that's all I got this week. You got anything for us? No, that's all all I got. I feel like this would have been a pretty fucking good episode. Yeah. Lots of good discussions. Mm Mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week as well. Uh, between now and next week, I imagine I will play some more Shadowbringers. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I might actually... Yeah. You know what? I'm getting close. So right now I'm level 76, about halfway to 77. I might hit the level cap before the end of Shadowbringers, which means I might start leveling a different class. Oh, no. And now I have a choice. I, there's so many. There's so many good classes though man and the thing is you don't have to start a new character to play them yeah <sighs> I'm le- alright so hmm. you will know you might know what some of these words mean hit me black mage what do you think a black mage does <laughs> uh, black magic Sure, yeah. What do you think black magic is in Final Fantasy? I'm not sure. I mean, it's a bunch of fire and explosions and shit and some ice. Okay, all right. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that, but that was also just trying to think outside of the box. But mm. yeah, all right. What do you think a gunbreaker does? A gunbreaker. That's an interesting thing. Um, is that someone? So this is a class. Yes. Okay. Um, that I yeah I don't I don't know what we- okay so what weapon do you think they wield? I'm feeling like maybe something that can change. Hmm. It changed forms, maybe? I don't know. Am I wrong? Do you know Squall, a.k.a. Leon? Yeah. It's a gun blade. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense, then. Now that you're saying that. Hmm. And oh, the, what's the other one? Astrologian. Uh, I have no fucking clue what that means. <laughs> tarot cards. You, you, you fight with tarot cards. It's a healer class. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there are a lot of cool, there are a lot more than just that, but those are the ones I, I'm eyeing up right now. I would have never fucking guessed that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Astrology, tarot cards. I mean, you could draw the lines there eventually and maybe get get somewhere close. I feel like with a class name like that, you should be fucking throwing the moon at dudes, kind of like Thanos from Avengers. Well, you know, you're like well, you're, through the moon. Your your main hand weapon in that is a is a globe. Okay. And like there are different enchanted shits that go in your hand. It, there's a lot of stuff in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, we might play some Apex duos. Yeah. Sometime. Uh, other than that, I, I'm not sure what I'm going to be playing. Maybe some. I, I'm after watching some of Danny O'Dwyer's F1 stream. I'm feeling like playing some F1. Mm. Doing some racing. I fit. Oh, I didn't mention it, but I finished the Formula A campaign. Now I'm in Formula X in Project Cars too. Cool. So maybe I'll do that. And then after that is IndyCar. I'm one step oh, away from cool. IndyCar, man. Sweet. That's pretty cool. I'll be able to do a full-length Indy 500. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, gosh. I think there's actually a trophy for that. I might actually do that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there should be a trophy for that. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have any plans? Uh, just, you know, maybe hopefully diving into some outer worlds. The only, other only other games that I'm looking forward to getting the rest of this year or, ne- or coming out next week. And that's star Wars and Pokemon. Oh, yeah. But so basically from then on out until basically final fantasy, there's not a whole lot that interests me that's coming out. So it'll be a good time to just, Play the video games I got. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, we'll catch you next week with some of that, and certainly there will be something announced or some some sort of news that probably gets revealed as soon as I stop recording. Uh, but if you have any comments, concerns, questions, you can send them to us via email at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com you can also send questions via twitter at ps report podcast you can find me at the arctic sloth you can find tyler and his youtube channel at plugged on vids until next week be good to each other play your video games and tomorrow is in your hands fuck you (laughs)